So we're holding by Shmuel Bey's Perak and Aleph Pasuk Dalit, the learning tonight should be as Chosri Linishmas Rabbi Chiyomachu Ben Asher and Yechaskal Shraka Ben Avram Yehuda, as well as as Chosri Fu Shlema from Moshe Ben Miriam. So we learned previously that David is strolling on the roof, notices a woman bathing, inquires as to her identity, and is told that she is Bathsheba Baselium, the wife of Uriachiti. So based on that information, David knows that she would have received a get from Uriah, since Uriah was a general in David's army, and the generals and all the soldiers in David's army gave Gittin before they went to battle. So therefore, she is available if David is interested. So, David sends messengers, and they take her. She comes to him, and he has relations with her. And she was purified from her Tumah, from her Tumas Nida, and she returns to her house. So the Redak says that the Pasuk here is telling you that she was not Tameh from her status as a Nida at that time, and that's why in Pasuk Beis, when it says that she was bathing, it's referring to her toiveling in a mikvah, and being Metaher from her status as a Nida. Now Chazal see in this Pasuk another remnant to the fact that David was not boil in Eshesish, because the Pasuk is telling you here that he was not Bayel Anida, right? That she was Tahar from a status as Anida. Why would the Pasuk point that out if he did the worst of era of being Bayel Anishasish? Obviously, if he wasn't Bayel Anida, he certainly wasn't Bayel Anishasish, or the Pasuk wouldn't have told you that he didn't do this lesser of era while he was busy doing a worse of era. The Marikara also sees a hint in the Pasuk here that the child that is going to be born from this union between David and Bathsheba could not have been Urias because the Pasuk is telling you that if she became Anida after Urias at battle, then obviously she wasn't pregnant because a pregnant woman would not have her period. And so therefore the Pasuk is telling you that the child that comes from this union is certainly going to be David's. Pasuk, hey, Vatara Isha. So the woman became preg- become pregnant. Vatishlach. She sends a message, David, and the messenger tells David, Her message to David is that I am pregnant, I conceived, and I am pregnant with a child. So the Malbim brings down from the Zohar, what we talked about last time, that Uriah was at home, the last time he was home was on the seventh day of Sivan, and Bathsheba is with David on the 24th day of Elul, it's more than three months later, so it was also clear based on that that David was the father. The Marikara also says that the message here of Bathsheba to David of Hara Anoichi is a hidden remez that she's saying basically that I need to hide my shame. It's going to look like I elected to have relations with a man on my own when really I was summoned by you. And so therefore, I want you to return my husband so that he can lay with me. And so therefore, the child will be attributed to him and I won't be ashamed, I won't be embarrassed in front of all the other women. Everyone knows that my husband went to battle and they're going to wonder how I got pregnant and they're going to think that I was a zaino or I acted like a zaino um, and without any regard for myself and for my dignity. So, Pasuk Vav, Ayishlach David el so David sends a message to Yoyav, and he says, I want you to send me Uriachiti, meaning send me the husband of Bathsheba. So Yoyav is Uriel David, so David so, so Yoyav listens, and he sends Uriah back to David to return away from the battle. Yoyav was fighting Rabas, the city of Rabas B'nei Amoin, which we learned about, right? Yoyav is besieging the city at this time, and so uh, Uriah is there leading, as a general, he's leading one of the armies. So Yoyov sends Uriah back to David based on David's request. So Rashi explains that David is following through on what the Marikara says Bathsheba was hinting at, that David's intention is that Uriah should come back, uh, live with his wife, and that way the child will be attributed 
to him as opposed to they will be attributed to Uriah as opposed to David. So Pazgazayin v'yava Yoriah elav. So Uriah comes, returns to David. Vayishal David l'shloim yoyav v'l'shloim ha'am v'l'shloim ha'machama. So David doesn't want Uriah to know what he's being summoned for. So he makes a small talk with him. He asks him, how's Yoyav doing? How's the people doing? How's the battle going? He wants to just sort of make small talk for him, get him comfortable, um, and inquire about how things are going on the battlefield. So, then David says to Uriah, I want you to go down to your house, go home, and wash your feet, which is a euphemism to have relations with your wife. So Uriah leaves the house to the king, and they sent a royal feast after him. What's the purpose of this Masa Samelech? So the Mary Cover says that this would put Uriah in a good mood so that he would feel fulfilled, you know, in his stomach, he would be full, and uh, this would lead to him having taiva to be intimate with his wife. The Ralbag actually learns Masa Samelech as a torch, a royal torch, meaning that David sent an escort with a torch to make sure Uriah would find his way home in the dark. So David here is doing whatever he can to encourage Uriah to go home and be with his wife to accomplish a cover-up here where the child will be assumed once Uriah lives with his wife. Bathsheba obviously is already pregnant. In this way, the, um, uh, the child will be attributed to Uriah and the shame of David and Bathsheba will be covered up. But the bottom line is we see here that David gives Uriah a command that he should go home and be with his wife. But Pasuk Tas Uriah disobeys. Instead, Uriah lays down at the entrance of the king's house, along with all of the servants of the king. He did not go down to his house. So he disobeys the command of David. Instead of going home, he stays behind. He stays in the doorway of the king's house where all the other servants, the Avdi of the kings, uh, slept. Basically, this was the place where the guards stayed when they were off. They would rest here. The guards were, uh, who guarded the uh, gates in the, of the palace stayed here. So Uriah goes to that guardhouse where the guards would rest in their, in their off shift, and that is where he spends the night. So the Abarbanel explains that he doesn't even go home to visit his wife, let alone spend the night with his wife. He doesn't even go visit her, so no one should even think that he had relations with his wife. And we'll see that his whole concern is that he doesn't want to go home and be with his wife while everyone else is suffering, while Klai Yisrael and Yoyov and the army are all suffering on the battlefront. He's going to go home. He doesn't want to go home and partake of any pleasures or be with his wife. And he doesn't even want to visit her so that no one should even have a cheshash that he lived with his wife. Now, the Rabad brings down in his Tayeles a very important lesson over here. He says, you see from here that a person should not turn to Tanugim to uh, ha- do, to having fun at a time when his friends are bizarre. And he says, because look, Uriah didn't even want to go home to be with his wife. Why? Because Yoiv and all of Klayishol is bizarre. He didn't want to go home and enjoy himself. As opposed to David, David, who was, the Rabak says, uh, right? He is busy taking care of himself, enjoying himself to the point where he sees Bacheva and he wants her. And this whole thing comes about where Uriah disobeys him and he has Uriah killed and he takes her as a wife. All came about. Why? Because David was not conducting himself the way that Uriah was conducting himself. He was busy, again, as the Ralbach calls it, So by, by not being mitzahar himself, but instead following his desires and therefore caused him to be nichshal.